If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, June 29th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for whiteboards. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for Industrious, where we work. They have like a nice little surprise and delight things all the time. I feel like every day I turn around and they're doing something nice for us. Yesterday, we came in and they had set Chick-fil-A out for everyone, which is such a treat. It was so nice. Because Chick-fil-A is something that you'll, every time you see it, if you like Chick-fil-A, you'll indulge in it, but it's not something you'll normally get regularly, especially for breakfast. Yeah. So when you see it, it's a little bonus. Yeah, it was a little bonus. Sometimes we get bagels. Oh, you know what else I'm grateful for? Can I have another grateful? Yeah. My second monitor. Oh, yeah. Jeff got a second monitor. All of it contributes to office efficiency. Yeah. The whiteboard, the second monitor, all of that. And I feel very, I feel. Why do you need a second monitor? Because I am working on spreadsheets on something called Airtable, which is just a fancy spreadsheet platform. And I'm just trying to, have you ever heard the phrase, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite phrases that it's I- It's like your life motto. I, well, I never follow it. You don't follow it, but you aspire to follow it I aspire to follow it, but it causes me a tremendous amount of anxiety because I don't. Mm-hmm. The, the logic or the concept or whatever behind it is if your clothes are always folded and put away- you don't have to panic when somebody says they're coming by the house right? and your laundry is scattered all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you are good and disciplined about going to the grocery store at the same day every week and you've got your fridge and your pantry stocked, you're never going to have a situation of, well, what's for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. We don't have anything in the house. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I just... I, I built this whole thing last year, spent weeks on it, and and just got burned out. So I neglected it, and it became the equivalent of the junk drawer. Mm, yeah. But, it, but it's where all the data lives regarding our advertisers and our podcasts, and it's supposed to be a one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. And it's just not in place. So I started mapping everything out on a whiteboard. I got this second monitor so I can look at the old version while I okay. update the new version. Mm-hmm. And, and it's those two things have just made me so efficient and I feel so good about it. Good. I'm very glad. Yeah. I have mom guilt so bad right now. And it's, here's why. Ellie, um, so at her school, she goes to school and then she's at camp right now, which is like the, it's basically school. She doesn't know a difference. She goes the same days of the week. There's less kids there, but the same teachers and whatever. It's, it's a school is just school. Camp has themes. So a couple weeks ago, the theme was animals and they had a petting zoo in one day. This week, I think the theme is outer space. So she was coloring pictures of earth. And rocket ships and the moon. She had a rocket ship sticker on her hand. Yeah. That, she came home yesterday. She said, she's like, look, mommy, a planet. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. So, so, but the, other than, other than that, it's the same. So our plan was to potty train Ellie before the next school year, because at her school, there's two classes 
like for littles. One of them is for kids that are not potty trained. And one of them is for kids that were potty trained. And she started at 18 months, which is really young. So most of the kids are still in diapers. And she has been telling me for the past like two weeks, she's like, mommy, there's this girl at school named Elliot. And she was like, mommy, Elliot's on the big playground now. And slowly but surely all of her little friends are going on the big playground because all of her friends are getting potty trained. And they're moving up and she's like left behind in the littles class. And I feel guilty about that. But then I also feel guilty because when we tried to potty train her, she was so afraid of it. And she was like screaming bloody murder. And it was awful. And I felt guilty about that too. Well, we did. And all my friends, by the way, that have potty trained kids are like, Callie, you just need to suck it up. You just need to do it. Like they're acting like they've easily done it. I think most of them have. I We just haven't committed to it. I did for one half of one day, and then you couldn't stick to it. No, I didn't want to be the one enforcing it because she was we crying and screaming. Have, you, so. can't, you can't pick and choose who gets to make Ellie cry. <laughs> You're not allowed to say, oh, I'm not going to do anything sad. So do we have a game plan? Are we in this? We're on vacation next week. So are we going to do it next week? Are we going to commit to it? I'm fine with... Committing to it whenever you want. You are the weakest link. I am. And usually I'm not the weakest link, but this is really hard for me because she's so scared of it. And it makes me really upset to see her that upset. You're, she's not, you know, we're not, you know how when, when you take a dog to an obedience class and they say, well, you're not really training the dog. You're training the owner. Yeah. That's the potty training is you. Ellie, a couple, maybe two months ago, three months ago, Ellie, she likes to do this naked baby thing where she declares naked baby and then she takes off all of her clothes. But she also knows when she, she can tell when her body has to go potty. Yeah. So she says, I need a diaper. And there's urgency to it. She says, I need a diaper. <laughs> Panic. Cause she can feel it. And, um, so a couple months ago when she did that, I just went into the bathroom with her and she had this little plastic potty and I sat on the toilet, the closed you know, toilet seat while she was in there and she eventually went. She didn't like it. She wasn't thrilled about it, but she eventually peed in the potty. Mm-hmm. She did it twice in the same night. And and I was all excited. And the next day, the same thing happened, and you didn't last. I you t- just have to commit. You have to go in there. No book, no magazine, no phone. It's you and her. You're in it together. And you just hang out. And eventually she'll go. She's the her personality is once it happens three or three times, four times, she's done. She's fine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's an evaluator. Yeah. I don't I don't know why this has been like the hardest part of parenting so far in like the past two and a half years. Everything's been like, oh, okay, we'll do this and we'll do this. And it's not like we haven't read the books. It's not like we don't know what book we're using or what strategy we're using. It's just really hard to look her in the eye when she's that upset and to follow through with it. I don't know. And I'm really good usually at the follow through. Like I follow through with punishments and I follow through like- You can make her go to bed. I can make you're her go better. To bed. I go out, when it's my nights to take her to bed, which is most nights. Uh, it's a forty-five minute process. 
Yeah, me. She says, Ten minutes. She's Done. like, I want to read another book. Okay. I want to read a book on mama's bed. Okay. And then we go into our room and we get up, climb up on the big bed. I want to, you know, whatever. You're a bed sucker. Yeah. She says, tell me another story. I want to tell you. Now she knows the trick is I want to tell you a story, daddy. Which she says, once upon a time, okay, what happened? And then it's me telling the story. <laughs> um. So you're good at bedtime. You're good at making her clean stuff up. You're good at making her stay at the table until everyone is done eating. You're good at making her use please and thank you, saying bless you after someone sneezes, saying excuse me when she has to interrupt somebody who's talking. You're very good at that. So maybe I should leave the house for like three days. And no, then you- <laughs> we share the duties. Duties. We have to share the duty duty. The book. Not uh, looking forward to this. Supposedly, there's a there's a PDF. Somebody gave us a big. One of my friends sent me the PDF yesterday. Okay, it's called Oh Crap or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently there's a much shorter version of it. The book has been on our nights my nightstand for three months now. Haven't read a page. Not gonna happen. But a, somebody sent me the PDF yesterday. A PDF, we can do it. All right, we'll keep the spotlight right on you, Callie, because I would like to talk about your paranoia. Oh my gosh. We. For the past, since we knew that Callie was going to be quitting her job, up until a week ago, two weeks ago, we were operating as though we had no income, mainly because we didn't. Because everything (laughs) that we made was going toward bills or the- Our creators. Or the anticipation of, no, our personal money. Oh, yeah. Okay. So so we draw a salary from, from the company- um, and so there should have been a dozen paychecks between the first of the year and right now. Callie and I each only took half of them just, just because we are operating in broke mode. Mm-hmm. We were, we were making sure that our creators were taken care of. We were putting money because now without Callie's job, we need, we don't have, we don't have, there's no, in, there's no insurance. So. We've been in broke, broke mode with anticipation that the second half of the year would be back to normal. Mm-hmm. So over the past couple of weeks, I've been looking, you know, getting all the money and the finances organized for July 1st on and realized that we were able to pay ourselves some of the money that we didn't get paid over the past few months, which is like found money. Yeah, it's like finding $10 in your pocket before you, like, wash your pants. Right. We survived on almost no money. Next to nothing. Next to no. Yeah. We, we survived with no, quote, fun money. Zero. Yeah. Right. And, mm-hmm. and cutting a ton of corners. Yes. Um, we survived just, just fine. Now we have this bonus money. And I said, oh, my goodness. So... Uh, the first, I mean, my splurge with this uh, bonus money was having our upstairs carpets cleaned. My splurge was, <laughs> this is so silly. My splurge was buying new underwear and socks. <laughs> and. I bought but, six pair of socks the other day, six pair of Bombas and like six pair of MeUndies. That's what I bought the other day. I was so excited. It was like an adrenaline rush. You've asked me. Five times if you can spend money on stuff that's not extravagant. I can't even remember I think what it was. I One think, of them was the underwear. 
Right. Like, can I buy new underwear? Am I? Yeah. And I, I have said, holes in my underwear. Can I Can yes. I replace those? Yes. And I said, Kelly, you're fine. Go ahead. You're fine. But I think the, I think the number one, I am definitely more, mm, is frugal the right word? I'm more competitive about saving a buck now than I was a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Buying the second monitor that I bought, I tried to buy five of them on Facebook Marketplace before I bought this one. And the only reason I bought this one is it was a clearance super on sale was 80 bucks or something. Yeah. Regularly 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, you know, two years ago model or whatever, uh, where I, I don't think I would have done that before. Right. I think I would have just gone to Amazon and picked out the size that I wanted and purchased it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a good thing, but I wish you weren't, I, I wish there was no paranoia. I know. I wonder how long it's going to take me to like wear off of that. When we first started dating, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this so clearly. The uh, very serious relationship that I had before Jeff, the guy was so controlling. And I was in that relationship for like three plus years, right? And I, for the first, like probably six months of our relationship, do you remember me asking you permission to do things all the time? Yes. And I was like, hey, would you mind if I like went out for drinks with a friend? And you would look at me like I had three heads and be like, why are you asking You would ask me about stuff related to spending money, which was so odd. Yeah. You would say things. uh, I can't, I remember one specific thing where it, I had absolutely no, it, it pertains to me zero, right? It had nothing to do with me. And you were saying, hey, is it cool if, I don't know, you were buying new sheets for your bed, something silly like that. And I remember saying to you, what in the world? Why did she ask my permission for everything? Why do I care? I don't care. (laughs) Go buy new sheets. What do I care? (laughs) And then you explained that you had to get a, to get an A-OK from the boyfriend before you did anything. Yes, ideas too, but it's kind of the same way. But hopefully it'll wear off soon. You know about Liquid IV. We've been talking about it forever on this show, and we are excited to share with you that now they have a sugar-free option. This has been years in the making, but the Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier Sugar-Free Option has a proprietary no-sugar hydration solution with no artificial sweeteners for whatever has you dragging. And I'm talking about working out hard and, and sweating in this hot summer heat. I'm also talking about just staying up too late and watching TV on the couch not realizing that you haven't had a glass of water in six hours and wondering why you're dragging the next day. I'm also talking about just going for a walk with your kid in the summer and not sweating, but not realizing how much a glass of water would just help you feel better. Liquid IV powers hydration into your system two times faster. It's more efficient than just drinking water alone. And they've got delicious flavors to choose from. Real flavor, real people, real hydrating, now sugar-free. Grab your Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier sugar-free in bulk at Costco or get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com. Use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you use promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Waking up feeling refreshed and being a parent to younger children 
don't usually go hand in hand, but they have for us because we have the Hatch Rest. And with the Hatch Rest, restful nights for the entire family can be your new reality. This is a product that we registered for. We were really excited about it because a lot of our friends told us how amazing it was. And Ellie has used it literally since the first day of her life and we love it. It's a great noise machine for her and it's great for babies. And then when we transition her into a big kid's bed and she has a little bit more independence, they have color and sound cues. So the time for bed pairing alerts tell them that it's time to wind down for the night. And then in the morning, a time to rise signal lets them know when it's okay to get out of bed. So, okay, you can get out of bed when the light turns blue or whatever, and they can pick out the color that they like. And it keeps the early riser kids in bed for a little bit longer, which is amazing, especially on the weekends when you just want to sleep in a little bit more. So we love our hatch. We are so excited that they are an advertiser on our show. And I cannot speak to how much we've enjoyed this. And Ellie is a great sleeper and I attribute that to Hatch. The rest has helped over 3 million babies and parents get restful sleep. And it's no wonder that it's consistently a top baby registry item. It was definitely a top registry item on ours. Right now, Hatch is offering upside listeners up to 15% off your purchase of a Hatch Rest and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. So if you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for yourself, go to hatch.co slash upside to get up to 15% off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash upside. I saw a news story, Jeff, that I feel like is going to make you want to crawl up the wall with just ick. Because this seems like something that would just make you so mad. And if you were married to Vanna White, I feel like you would be mad at this. It A report has come out that, because you know, Ryan Seacrest now is going to be the new Pat Sajak. His Pat Sajak is retiring, um, which is whatever. I'm not super excited about that, but... It is what it is. And reports have come out that Vanna White hasn't gotten a raise in like 18 years. Has she confirmed that? I don't know. Um, I I saw that headline. I find it to be a little unbelievable because I'm sure she has an agent. Well, you would think that she would have an agent. And an agent's whole job is to get more money for you. So they get more money because they get paid on what you make. So having a client that's making the same paycheck for 18 years, not in the best interest of the agent. Like you're always supposed to be going out, getting more, doing whatever. But I was thinking about this because you and I always talk about imposter syndrome. And I think you would at some point to me, well, you did when I was leaving my job, I feel like you would be like, no, you need to ask for more money. You need to say, you know, Pat Sajak was making 15 million a year. She's making 3 million. So it's not about the amount of money. It's about, hey, I've been here for X amount of time. I'm a household name and I bring something to this table. Everyone knows me. She's a, she's a, like a catch, not a catchphrase. What's it called where someone- Pop, she's an icon. Well, she Pop is, culture. but she's like, who wants to play Vanna White? You know what I mean? Like people are always yeah. saying like that if you're playing a game or you're playing whatever, she is an icon. I think, I, I could argue both sides of this because- Don't, I, I think could, you should pick your side and speak to someone who has not had a raise in a really long I, time. But it's really tough to do that with Vanna White. And here's here's why. Number one, I will say that I believe that she should have gotten pay increases in line with Pat Sajak. Mm -hmm. Just from an equality 
But how would you know that? You wouldn't know that. Well, that speaks to a whole bigger picture about pay transparency and, you know, corporate. I, I could, we could spend a whole episode talking about this, but companies, some company manuals make it forbidden to talk about your income mm-hmm. and, and what you made. And that it's just a thing that doesn't get talked about, you know? Right. And uh, when you're somebody like Pat Sajak, I'm sure it gets reported in the news. Mm-hmm. So if they came on board, it had been there, what, 30 or 40 years, something like that? Yeah. So when they came on board, let's say 35 years ago, if he was making $2 million a year and she was making, uh, you know, a quarter million a year, mm-hmm. and his pay has increased 10 times, and he, when he left, he was leaving $20 million, her pay should have also increased 10 times. And maybe it did. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a proportionate um, increase. Uh, the argument could also be made that her agent got her way more than she might have been entitled to mm-hmm. 15 or 20 years ago. Uh, maybe the economics of the show were in a where there was a surplus of cash and 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 she was due to get a half a million dollar raise and he got her a $4 million raise or something. Mm -hmm. And so they just didn't want to rock the boat because maybe Pat Sajak hasn't gotten a raise in I did see that she hired an employment attorney. Oh, she did? Yeah, which I thought was weird because if you have an agent, usually you wouldn't have an agent and an attorney going to bat for the same thing. So part of me was like, oh my gosh, did she just sign on and like never get an agent? the argument could also be made, or not the I don't know why I said that's a dumb phrase. Um, the possibility also exists that she was not considered for Pat's job, and mm-hmm. they immediately went to to Ryan. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be. I'm happy. For, I would love to see her be the host. I'm, I am so happy for for Ryan Seacrest. I, you know, wish him all the success. However. I do think that they should have somehow offered it. I think fans would have loved to see her be the host. Maybe, you know, again, I could argue both sides of it because she might not have what it takes. Right. But it would have been novel for one season Mm -hmm. to have her do it. Or they should have had a guy turning the letters. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> that would have been great for a season. Oh my God. What if they made Ryan Seacrest do the letters? Yes. That would be awesome. Right. I would watch that. Um, I wonder if they're forcing, if she got an employment attorney, I wonder if they're forcing her out. I don't know. If or saying, if she was just mad because, you know, over? if you get picked over and you've been at a job for like 30 or 40 years. It's going it's, it's to be a t- tough argument to make though. Because when she started, she had to physically turn letters around. Now she just kind of waves at the screen. But say in a perfect world, what I was trying to get at is if you're someone that has been in the same job for 30 years, you need to be asking for raises. We don't know what her situation is, but 100% you need to go in there. You need to ask money because most people, most companies are not going to freely just throw cash at you. They're going to make you ask for it. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, a uh, school in New York is filing a lawsuit against the company that they hired to clean their science labs because 
one of the employees of that contractor unplugged a cooler that housed specimens that were being researched. There were cell cultures and samples in there. They were stored at 100 and something degrees below zero. When they got unplugged, they warmed up to just 30 or 40 degrees below zero. So still frozen, but not as frozen as they needed to be. Years worth of research ruined. The school is saying that the contractor should have trained their employee better uh, to not just go down the hall and pull the plug on something that was beeping. That's what was happening. The cooler that they were storing was beeping because they were waiting on a new part. I'm sure that person feels so bad. So uh, they're suing for $1 million. 20 years worth of research ruined. Uh, your second random thing for today is there are about 27 million shoplifters. That's one out of 11 people today are admit to shoplifting. Men and women are equal about that. Didn't, and didn't Ellie shoplift something and you had to go back in and pay yeah, for it? Yeah, no, she didn't. I put, uh, it was something that she wanted, but I put it in the cart next to her. I mean, in the little where kids in the seat. In the seat. And I just didn't see it when I was checking out. So we got to the car. I saw that it was still next to her. And I was like, oh, I got to go back and pay for this, which we did. Um, But people do it because there's a chemical reaction that people get. They say there's like a high to it and it makes you feel really good, which is why people doing it. It also says that 75% of them are adults and 25% are kids. I never shoplifted anything. Did you? As a kid, I did. Like intentionally? Uh Uh-huh. I remember taking Why? the thrill to, just to see if I could get away with it. Oh it was gosh. never a ra- it was never a all right with a gang of friends. Here we're gonna go to the, we're gonna go down to what to did you steal? A tube of paint. A tube of paint. Yeah, like arts and crafts paint from a hobby store or something. You thief! I know, but I, the, uh, I think a lot more people have done it than admit it. Um, and then I think as a I think just. Recently, um, I got home and there was something that I didn't buy that was in the bag or what. There was something where I said, hmm, is this shoplifting? Because I didn't do Oh, I know what it was. It was a few months ago, sometime last year, because because of the aforementioned budget sitch, we weren't doing Instacart or anything. A few months ago... We had groceries delivered, and they clearly delivered somebody else's groceries with ours. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should turn them back in. And I was like, nah. And so I kept them. Mm. That's not shoplifting. That's right? not shoplifting. So. No. And to no one's surprise here, I've never shoplifted anything in my life. And your third random thing is Costco is going the way of Netflix. Um, since they have introduced self-checkout at most of their stores, they've noticed that non-members have been sneaking in to use membership cards that don't belong to them. So when you check out at a regular cashier line, they sometimes ask for your photo ID. Yeah. They're going to start, they're going to have people stationed at self-checkout mm. to make sure that the photo ID matches the name on the card. For a second, account. I was thinking like they're going to start checking the cards with your picture on it and you can't tell who I am in that photo. No, but- you, Zero percent chance. Yeah, so you're going to have to have a photo ID and the name on the ID is going to have to match the name on the Costco card. Uh, they make so much, they have 66,000 paid uh, members and uh, which makes them one of the largest membership clubs in the world. Uh, the members pay- 
um, on an average of $90 per member. So you can see that number is up at repeat. Uh, total is a lot of money, so they don't want to miss out on any of that money. So you have to be a member if you want to shop at Costco. And those are your three random things. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. Hey guys, I have to say I heard the ad on sugar-free liquid IV and I am so excited to try it. I am stoked that there is a sugar-free version and I know that they are an ad partner, but I appreciate you guys telling us about it. Okay, have a great day. Bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, this is Donna, and I'm calling to comment on the babysitter story. Um, I feel like, no, she should not have added that charge to her Venmo bill because the parents asked her if she wanted to order something she could and let them know, and she said, no, I've already eaten, so she should not have ordered it. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I'm calling in regards to that babysitter. I will text back, if you order nothing, what am I reimbursing you for? Question mark. Um, or in return, I would just pay her the babysitting fee and just say, no food ordered per your text. Um, and I would just leave it at that. You know, like I'm not paying an extra $30. Like, no way, she didn't order anything. So, there you go. That's what I would do. Hey, Callie and Jeff. It's Katie. I was listening to yesterday's episode trying to get caught up. Callie, give yourself a break, girl. You are pumped full of hormones, not just from baby, but from having to give yourself more to make sure baby sticks. Um, and if you're having an off day, like, that's cool. I mean... The thing we love about y'all so much is that you're real. And to know that, you know, there's other people out there also having off days makes y'all relatable. So don't beat yourself up. It's okay. Have your off day. Eat all your snacks. Sleep as much as you can. Cry often as you'd like because it's okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.